God bless you. Uh, welcome back to Soteria Prophetic Ministries. I'm your host, Delisa Fields, and today I'm going to be talking with you for a few minutes about your time. Your time. Um, I'm going to come to you out of Hebrews chapter 5, and I'm pulling it up. That's why I'm sort of dragging. I'm coming to you out of Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, and this is what the Bible says. For when the time... For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. So let's give you a little easier version that you can digest a little better. Um, let's look at the New Living Translation. You have been, this is Hebrews 5 and 12. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. Pretty strong message there coming from the writer of Hebrews. Um, can't assume that it's Apostle Paul, um, but pretty strong words coming from the writer of the book of Hebrews. And he makes a valid point. Um, oftentimes I speak about knowing your timing, right? The book of Ecclesiastes talks about that at length. There's a time for this. There's a time for that. There's a time for this. And there's a time for that. All throughout scripture, if you would do a word study, just to see how many times the word time is used, um, you know, it would show you uh, some relevance there. That it is essential as believers that we take notice of our time. Um I, I, you know, there's a few ways I can go with this, but let me just say this, you know, time, you know, people look at money as wealth or as a commodity, but time really is wealth because what you do with the time that you have uh, can directly be correlated to what you have, even to what you become. Okay. So what you do with your time is directly correlated to you know, who, you know, who you are and your potential of who you're becoming is what you do with your time. In other words, the writer of Hebrews talks about there's a time, right? He says, by this time, you should be teaching. By this time, you should be mentoring. By this time, you should be um, leading. By this time, you should be, you know, you should be instructing. You know, in other words, you should have mastered certain things in your life by this time. Now, everybody has a quote-unquote by this time time, right? Um, by this time, you know, certain things according to the plan of God. Now, I'm not talking about man's plan because, you know, many times if you're reaching, you know, 40 or if you're mid-40s mid like I am, then you sort of look at, you know, some, um, you know, life goals and things I should have done this by now and I should have done. I'm not talking about your material goals. I'm talking about your purpose goals, things that God designed for you to have tapped into and to have um, exhausted by this time. So everyone has a by this time, according to kingdom, your kingdom purpose. By this time, if you've been in the way of God for a year, there are certain things that should have transpired. If you've been in the things of God for five years, there are certain things that should have transpired. If you've been in the ways of God for 10 plus 20 
you know, some of us going on 30 years in the things of God, then there are certain things that should have taken place by this time. In other words, we should not uh, be repeating certain patterns. We should not be um, re- uh, reverting back to certain patterns. So there are certain things that, you know, according to what the writer of Hebrews says, you should have done this by now. Right. And, and and this is not a message of condemnation. It's a message of um, conviction. If that's where you are, if there are certain things that, you know, you know what God has told you to do. Um, and, and, you know, for whatever reason, you're just dragging your feet or you feel anxiety about it or you feel, um, you know, incompetent or what have you. You know, let me encourage you in, through the life of Moses. I was meditating on Moses as I was coming into work and I thought about Well, actually, I was thinking about him in terms of leadership, so I'm not going to go into that part of it. But I was looking at how time was very instrumental in Moses' life. As a matter of fact, Moses' life was almost incremental, right, in terms of time. In 40 years, this happened. In 40 years, that happened. In 40 years, that happened. And so if you into, you know, symbolism and so forth, you know, you can look at that. 40 is the number of testing. 40 is the number of judgment. So in in that 40-year time frame some significant some significant things are happening and so in Moses case um we know that he spent 40 years in the wilderness now I'm still talking about Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12 right still talking about by this time so there were certain things that God needed Moses to grasp certain concepts first of all about himself okay because number one what drove Moses to the wilderness and this is going to hit somebody's side of the head and I'll wait for it but what drove Moses to the wilderness was not so much Pharaoh uh, you know issuing a decree to kill him it was more so Moses's identity crisis that's what drove him that's what drove Moses to the wilderness was his identity crisis and God said son you're you're, you're halt between two opinions. You're halt between who you thought you were and who you're becoming. And may I subscribe to you, my friends, that many of you um, have been in that place or are in that place. And it's okay. It's okay. All right. Um, it, it, it's a needful place. It's a, it's a good place. If that's what, listen, if that's where you need to be, it's a good place. And let me just say that if you're, even if you're in a season of leanness where things are just kind of, you know, dripping for you, then you're not in an overflow season. You're in a dripping season. Guess what? If that's the season where you need to be in, even that is a good place. You think about Elijah, um, when he was running from, uh, Jezebel, she was going to kill him. And, you know, God said, go to the brook Cherith. Now at the brook Cherith, there was not a prophetic company. There was not, uh, kings and chariots. It was Elijah by himself and these uh, ravens, dirty birds, I like to call them, that he had to feed from. Even that, do you know that was purposeful? That was the time for him to be there? Guess what? Because he was in that hallway season, and that's sometimes what a wilderness season looks like. It's the hallway. Can I tell you something? Many of you are in a wilderness season, and you feel like you're about to just die. Like, I just can't take it. God, come get me, God. But guess what? <laughs> your season, your wilderness season will, ex- just like the, the, the fish knew when to um, regurgitate and knew when to uh, uh, release Jonah to the dry land. Your wilderness season knows to re- knows when to release you. 
So, you know, you don't even have to ask God, God, when am I going to come out with, you know, I mean, you can, you can ask God that, (laughs) but what I'm telling you is your wilderness knows instinctively when to release you. It knows, it knows the conditions will start to change. It's just like the ripening of a woman's womb. You don't have to tell uh, 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 the, the, um, the baby when it's time. Okay. Well, you know, the due date is January 10th. It's time to go. Come on. Uh, uh-uh. that baby knows when it's time. He, he knows inst- instinctively when it's time. And then you will know as the carrier when it's time because you feel the changes. So for those of you that's praying and, 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 and pleading in God, get me out of this. God deliver me. God bring me out. Let me just help you. Okay. Let me help you focus on some other things that you may want to be praying about. Guess what? Your wilderness knows when to expel you. It knows when to cast you out. It knows to re- it knows when to release you. It knows when to open its mouth and let you out of jail. It knows that. So there were some things that Moses had to learn in his wilderness season. And guess what? That was the time for him to learn it. He could not learn it, could not have learned it in Pharaoh's house because that just wasn't the season that he was in. Okay, he was learning some leadership things in Pharaoh's house, believe it or not. You know, I talk to a lot of people and, and you know, they have issues with church leadership. And let me tell you, I, I don't bash pastors. You know, I've got wonderful friends who are in leadership. I mean, awesome women and men of God, more so women of God, because that, that's my clique. <laughs> but, you know, I've, I mean, I've got some powerful Powerful women of God, apostles and bishops and pastors and evangelists and teachers. Man, they don't listen. Powerful women of God. So I'm not one of those. I'm, you know, I, I, I'll hear the problem and I'll release wisdom as God gives it to me. But I'm not one of, I'm not a pastor basher. Even if they're doing wrong, I'll say pray and ask God, you know, how to lead you. But even still, you do the right thing, right? I tell my students, you can't help what happens to you, but you control how you respond to it. So just because somebody's mistreating you, acting out, that doesn't give you an excuse that crazy and lose your character. Okay, so we're not even going to play those games. If you know somebody's out of character, then okay, then now you take responsibility for your behavior. You can't control what they're doing, but you control you. Doesn't give you an excuse to be nasty and messy and divisive and destructive. Don't do that because now you know better than they are. So anyway, I'm not a pastor basher. I, I love the brother, the, the fraternal brotherhood of leaders. I, I love it. Amen. Um, so, you know, there were some things that Moses had to learn in Pharaoh's house um, in terms of leadership. And a lot of times people, they want these great Apostle Paul mentors and, and the, um, you know, the who else was a good mentor? Samuel type mentors, or what have you. But in some cases, you end up like David. You get a Samuel. I mean, excuse me, a Saul. Or, you know, you get some hard taskmaster like Pharaoh. Even in that, God is showing you something. There's something you to, you are to learn from that. Um, so there were some leadership things that Moses needed to learn because he could not learn that from at home from his mom and his dad. Circumstances would not permit it. And so God allowed him to grow up, grow up in the house of Pharaoh to learn the ways of Egypt. So cause guess what? You know, that was that was going to be his season of confrontation. So you needed you got to know you need to know certain things. So. The time that Moses spent in Pharaoh's house was not the time to learn, you know, the art of warfare. Now, that wasn't a time for that. You know, it wasn't time to be healed. It was it was a time of of um, discipleship, believe it or not. It, it was learning a lot. Um, and God had his own set reason for that. And so, you know, you've got to understand not to frustrate the, the timing of your purpose. If you're in the wilderness, you know, focus on what God is doing in you in the wilderness. What was God doing in Moses? God was dealing, there was some character things that God was dealing with, uh, Moses in the wilderness. Moses had a murderer in him, and I did a message on that years ago, the murderer in me. Um, Moses had, you know, he had some brokenness in him. He had a certainly a whole lot of emotional 
baggage. He had some mommy daddy issues. Moses had a lot of stuff. And God knew that Moses had potential to become a great leader. But before God could release Moses to that next level, then there had to be a time where Moses had to learn himself. And there are times where God will just fold you up and, and, and put you in a suitcase by yourself so you can learn you. You know, some of us, we know every devil in the book. We know everybody else. We can tell you what everybody else is doing, but you don't know you. And so many times right before a season of marriage, right before God joins you in matrimony, God shows you you. Okay. Shows you you. So you want to, you want to, you want to be careful about that. All right. You want to look into that. Um, so, uh, yeah, so there are seasons when, um, God, he wants to show you some things about you. Don't frustrate that season. All right. Because when God, when, when the time comes for that time to pass, then God expects you to be the teacher. God expected Moses by the time he entered into Egypt, Moses could never return back to the wilderness, uh, you know, with the Midianites again, that, that season had, had ended. You know, his wife, Zipporah, his two sweet little sons, that season had ended. So your timing is, God is not going to allow your timing to overlap. Now you can do it and you can frustrate yourself too by letting your timing overlap. Okay. It's like being pregnant and giving birth at the same time. Either you giving birth. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you got to choose which choose this day. You you got to choose. You can't, you you know, you, you want to have to choose. You have to be either, you either in, you're either in one season or in another you're even in one time of your life or another and yeah as you're phasing out there's a phase where <clears throat> with <clears throat> excuse me where that overlaps but it's quick all right moses went from the burning bush went back to, to uh, jethro said hey i got to go and then i'm on the way to egypt so your 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 phasing out and your transition is not gonna last five years all right either you in this thing or you're not you know um, even when God told him cross over Jordan, come on, let's get ready to go, you know, cross over, cross over. So you got to learn how to cross over and not allow your things to, um, to overlap. Okay. You gotta, you gotta work with God. You gotta work with God in these timings and these seasons that you're in. Don't frustrate God. Don't frustrate yourself. Stop looking at what, listen, quit looking at what everybody else is doing. Moses was not in the wilderness saying, well, hey, what did, what did Aaron do? Well, Lord, what is, what is, what's happening with Pharaoh? That, that's, you know, in all due respect, ma'am, sir, that's none of your business. And then if anything, that may delay your wilderness experience. It may delay, it may, listen, you may, you can, you can hinder your own time and prolong your own time focusing on things that don't even matter. Doesn't even matter. This is what happened with Elijah. Elijah got frustrated and, and ran away from his assignment. What did God say? What are you doing here? And then God is saying that to some of you today. What you, what are you doing here? What are you, what are you doing? With all that I put in you, with all that I'm trying to get you to, why are you here? Why, why are you on the mountain? You've abandoned everything. You left your armor bearer. You left your assignment. You're running, which I told you I'm going to take this woman down, but you're running from her. You know, who, who, listen, who put that flight in your feet? <laughs> who put that flight in your feet? Who told you to run? Who told you to run? Right. So, you know, God said, what are you doing here? And then he goes, well, you know, um, Moses, Elijah, I'm jealous for you. And, you know, nobody's left but me. And, and, and let me tell you something now. When you when you run out like that, you know, <laughs> your mind will conjure up some things that are so far from the truth. It's not even funny. Did, did you hear what I said? When you move out of grace like that, when you're frustrating your own timing, I'm telling you, uh, uh, you're going to have some. You're going to you're talking about mind battles because you're out of grace. And whereas in the wilderness, you could deal when, when, when Elijah was facing off with Jezebel and with Ahab, he was strong. He was able to contend, 
right? And the minute he wandered away, all of that confidence left him. Now he doesn't know. I don't know. I'm just ready to die. I'm just because you're out of grace. So that's why you don't have strength of thoughts. The Bible said the joy of the Lord is my strength. You lost your joy. Listen, when you lose your joy, your strength is <laughs> your strength is attached to your joy. That's why I sing to the Lord every day. I laugh, I smile, I make a habit to, 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 you know, to, to rejoice in the Lord every day. Devil, you can't take my joy. I I need it. You know, I need my joy. I need my strength. You cannot have it. All right. So I pray this message has been an encouragement to you. I pray that it's got you to thinking about some things and, um, just pray that it'll help you, help you understand your season that you're in and, and why your timings are, um, definitive in God. Amen. Well, until next pe- next time, grace and peace, everybody. God bless you.